And one of the islands to visit is an island called Water 7, which is pretty much Venice, but even better. Because there are no Italians over there. Oh, no, shit. Wow. and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I am your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, we have our poser extraordinaire, Nitai. Hi. <laughs> Are you under the blanket? I'm, ass- I'm assuming the fetus position. Oh, my. <laughs> and our chivalry of Shota, Shotaro. It's time to da-da-da-da-da-duel. <laughs> Uh, How long have you been holding that in reserve? Huh? Oh, honey, <laughs> I whisper it before every podcast. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I wish you were joking. Imagine that one guy was like going back to each episode, it's like just turning the volume to the max, trying yeah. to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, before we get into what we're actually going to be doing tonight, which is going to be a fun kind of laid-back topic, uh, I want to talk to you, Natai, about something that uh, we just kind of learned a couple of days ago. So, uh, you know those um, those Rohan one-shots that uh, yeah. the manga that Araki did, and some of them have been turned into anime? Yeah, I haven't watched them, but I know of them. Well, the, 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 anime, the anime adaptations are kind of good, um, but... They're hitting a live-action miniseries now. Ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Who's portraying Rohan? Uh, who is portraying Rohan? That is a really good question. Uh, it is going to be... I'm looking it up here. It's Issei Takahashi, who was also in the uh, live-action version of uh, Ikebukuro Westgate Park, and March comes in like a lion. Huh. Sure. Yes, he's going to be playing Rohan. These, the, it's going to be three basically standalone episodes. They're going to air the uh, on December twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and thirty. Oh, it's a TV show. It's not like a movie. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a TV miniseries. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, it's it's not it's not a movie. It's it's a TV miniseries. I mean, um, cool. I uh, we'll see how they'll do the stands, or like I don't know. We'll see. I don't know how. I, okay, go ahead. I hope there's going to be a way for us to watch them at some point. I doubt it. Let's be Listen, frank. Listen, there's always a way. There's always a way. Yar. Where there's a will, there's a way. Natai, never give up. Be be the Subaru we need you to be. Oh, God. <laughs> but Please, I, no. I, I, think I don't feel like dying think... over and over again. <laughs> I think it's cool. I mean, it got a lot of flag, but I actually I did watch the live-action adaptation of Part 4. I thought it was actually halfway decent, and the CGI stands looked pretty cool so when when someone told me that instead of red or chili pepper appearing in that specific scene it's like it's sheer heart attack i'm like wait what yeah they changed the story up a lot for the fact that it's a movie but i still think it works i mean it's not a you know one-to-one adaptation but i don't care it's jojo's any more jojo's is never a bad thing to tie sure Like, I mean, like, who, when? I mean, we live in a world where, like, a shit ton of Jojo Dojinshi, so that's why I'm not too 
you know, that is true. agreeing with that statement of yours that more JoJo is that always is good. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right. So moving on from that, like I said, we are going to do something that's kind of like just fun and laid back tonight. So what we're going to be doing is uh, the three of us here are going to be talking about some different anime and manga settings that uh, the three of us would like to either uh, for lack of a better term, be easy guide into and have to live in permanently or just take a vacation to. Uh, and we're going to talk about maybe why we'd want to go to these places. So, Natai, you're up first. Where do you want to go? Oh, I wish take me on I, a trip. I, I wish I could have segued from the news into that because <laughs> speaking of JoJo's, uh, <laughs> I would like to visit Morio. Mori, 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 Wow, we're really synced on that. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, Mario seems like a really neat place. I mean, aside from how much the show fleshed out that setting with, uh, mm. with like the different locations and places you can go and check out, it just part four was such a good show in terms of building up that setting and just make it mm. like it seemed like a real place to some extent. It was alive, you know. And I'm down to yeah. see it. Not so much, you know, getting tackles with a certain serial killer, you know, but, <laughs> you know, just chilling. Seems like a really fun place to just chilling, eat a sandwich, you know. Chew. Chew, chew. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the cool thing about part four. It's like by the end of it, you realize that, wow, the the city itself was almost like a fucking character. Yeah. Like it's, and how it like it changes over, and not just not just the people in it, but the city itself kind of changes over the course of the anime, oh, and the manga. Yeah, I mean, you literally like some characters turn into specific landmarks, like you know, Angela turn into a rock, and then you have yeah. like the the boing boing cliff or that stupid <laughs> thing. Like, there's there's a lot of like fun to be had in Mario and I you know I don't know about the, the, the you know YouTube but I think that if the setting of a story can actually seem like it's a character that's actually a well like a well developed setting yeah yeah for sure and just like th- that old depiction of suburban suburban life is just so well depicted <laughs> I guess it is uh, so yeah it seems like a really neat place and so you, you wouldn't want to live there. You just want to visit, right? I mean, actually, who knows? Maybe maybe just like Rohan, I'd feel being like a, a reclusive artist going to Mario, <laughs> fleeing the big city to go to this fucked up little town. I don't know. Seems like a cool maybe place. Maybe to... you'd want to live there post the event. The, uh, the, yes. After the yes. event support four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it seems Not like beforehand. a... It, yeah, it seems like a cool place to both visit and just stay, you know. For yeah. a while. So. You see what I did there? You, you wouldn't want to visit beforehand. Ah! <laughs> so that was funny. really bad. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> I saw an opportunity for a shitty joke. I'd take it. <laughs> I wish I had a, right. a, an even shittier pun to retort to that, but never mind. Oh, don't worry. I'm sure one will come around eventually. <laughs> anyway. All right. Show. So. Where do you want to go? I want to live my entire life in <laughs> Yggdrasil from Overlord. I've uh, started playing D&D over the last four months, and I'm a complete nerd for it. Um, <laughs> completely obsessed. Uh, unhealthily obsessed, actually. <laughs> and Overlord is basically uh, literally set in a D&D universe, so how could I not go to that universe? Plus... 
Um, apparently, well, the main character is evil, so I also <laughs> like evil people. So we could be besties, or I could just have my own evil cabal and have my own little dungeon of uh, evil deeds to be done. It would be a lot of fun. Um, I won't be like uh, caged or judged or like because uh, if you when you play D and D, you have to play with other players, and if you're being a bad person, everybody else is gonna be like, "What the hell are you doing?" And then, like, but if I am just by myself in the Yggdrasil, I can do all the evil things I want and no one will know. So that would be great. Also, You just lo- want to bone bone daddy. I mean, who doesn't? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good pun, but there's a lot of problems with that. <laughs> um, ethically and uh, physically. <laughs> but well, there's no physical problems, honey. Um, unless you're a slime. Ooh, I think there oh are God. physical problems, and I'm not a slime. <laughs> uh, and also, it would be just <sighs> fun to be, like, you know, max level, and then all these little peons would, you know, worship me as the God I am. I mean, like, it will be, people... be too much different from real life, but, like, you know, I'm kind of used to this lifestyle, so it's in my comfort zone, you know? You want, you want like, a, a, a tall, busty girl to hold onto your arm just going, Sasuke Shotaro! <laughs> Wow. Oh my. Is this my fantasy or your fantasy, Alex? <laughs> I listen, it could be either one of ours. Anyways, yeah. I I would love mm-hmm. hmm. <laughs> That's that's one of the appeals of Overlord though, like the whole D D aspect of it. Yeah, you know, I watched Overlord before I got into D D and um after getting into D D, you know, it's very interesting seeing the parallels. Mm. Yeah, because the books yeah. also have like detailed like sheets of like each character's strengths and like items and stuff. Like it's, from what I've read, like I haven't finished the first book, uh, but I, I noticed that there's just a shit ton of details about like each character mm-hmm. to that extent yeah. of an actual like D and D character sheet. Mm-hmm. It's actually. That's I was gonna say that's why I like you, you mentioned <laughs> the light novels. Like if you have watched the the anime for overlord and you actually kind of like it please for the love of god go read the light novels because as good as as good as you might think the anime is the light novel so much better oh yeah the light novel is amazing but yeah so it's pretty funny um playing D because uh eins the main character is basically like a necromancer wizard and playing as a wizard in D you actually do have to be really paranoid because you only have a limited amount of magic you can use a day. So you have to like, you literally, you literally have to be very paranoid. So, you know, makes sense. Makes sense that he's paranoid. All right. Uh, I guess I'll go next then. Um, So I, so for the first one I want to talk about, it's kind of a place that, well, it is a real place you can go to. In fact, I think show has been there. Oh yeah. Um, it's uh, Ikebukuro, but it's Ikebukuro from Durarara. Um, I fuck, I love Durarara. Du, durarara. Easy for you to say. I know it's it's not an easy <laughs> thing to say. Uh, but I I've always I love the anime. I love the light novels, um, and mostly because I love the fucking characters in Durarara. Um, I feel like just... you'd get stabbed in the first day. 
As, hey, if it were by Isaiah, I could live with oh, that. Oh, no. Stab me, honey. Penetrate <sighs> that virgin Penetrate skin. me, Isaiah. <laughs> please. <laughs> um, no, it, it's just because the whole world of Ikebukuro in Dararara is just, it's got so many colorful characters that I would just love to meet and hang out with. And it's got Selty. How could you fucking go wrong with Selty? Is that the chick with the helmet? Yes. Mm. She's a Dulahan. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> a headless horseman. <laughs> oh. 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 Okay. I always thought. Now, do you get why she wears the helmet? <laughs> Wait, have you not watched Dorora? No, actually, I haven't. Oh, I see. Oh, you should. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> don't you? Uh, me? <laughs> no. I. It's one of these shows I've been planning to watch for ages, but I just haven't. <laughs> I mean, I'll get to it. For for this though, it, it helps that it's it's a real place. I could actually go visit the real Ikebukuro. There's not going to be any Zaya, or there's not going to be fucking Erica or Walker to go nerd out with. Um, it's not going to be the dollars. I mean, you can make. There's not going to be. There's not going to be. She's throwing shit around all the time. You might find some cosplayers. They're probably so. You were in the real Ikebukuro. Were there actual like? Was there actual like Durara stuff in Ikebukuro? Uh, I don't particularly remember. There's definitely merchandise. I don't know about actual like cafes or something. Hmm. I don't know. I I just think it'd be a fun. It'd be a fun setting to go visit. Maybe not live in. Um, there does seem to be at least in the world of Durara a lot of um crazy shit that goes down all the time in Ikebukuro, so it's probably not somewhere I'd want to live, but definitely visit for a while. All right, Natai, what you got for us next? Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, God. So, One Piece is pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, God. It's not a hot take or anything. It's just a really good show. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so just quick context. I've just binged about 300 episodes of one piece in like less than two weeks and that was really fun and one of the islands dude it's really fucking good and one of the islands to visit is an island called water seven which is pretty much venice but even better because there are no italians over there oh shit wow my god Uh, I'm kidding. It's pretty much well. It's Venice, been nice while but... it lasted, guys. Bye. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty much Venice, but the entire island is like sort of based around the whole the whole premise of the the economy of the island is that they're like the biggest uh, industry of ship making, I guess, or shipbuilding. And there's just a lot of people that like you know work in that field over there, and it's really neat. And aside from that, there's, like, a whole a whole economy of, like, the transportation around there because they utilize different fish for that. And it's just, it just a really chill place. I mean, in the arc, the arc of the show that it takes place in, it's not really chill because there's a lot of shit going down. But aside from that, it's just a really pleasant place with a lot of cool people. And just, you know, it's, it's, it's fucking Venice, but even better. What more could you ask for? There's a big fountain at the top of this of this island. It's it's fucking amazing. Oh, and and they have they, listen to this. They have a fucking train that go that that goes on water. Oh, choo choo, motherfucker! Fuck yeah! So yeah, Water <laughs> Seven is really neat uh, setting actually. Like, 
it's i mean just a small tangent it's really it's really fun to see like how much details oda puts into each new island that they visit in one piece like just you know really small details that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things but it just again make the world feel that much more alive and real so well he's had plenty of time to do it (laughs) plenty of opportunities as well yeah but yeah water seven is really really dope i i have got nothing to say i mean if you're hopping from island to island you'll probably need a one piece so it makes sense wow (laughs) <laughs> I'm not even gonna comment. What is? Why are we all just trying to do shitty puns tonight? What the fuck? I have nothing to say either. I have not watched One Piece at all, nor am I interested. I have watched One Piece, and I'm still not interested. Damn, savage. It's good. <laughs> so yeah, moving again, on. Again, again, I have no, I have no attachment or nostalgia to it. I, I promise, it's good. Anyway. Uh huh. So yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of D and D. I also want to visit Grimgar from... I just realized, like, all except for one of these are fucking, like, game worlds. What Listen, the fuck, Listen, I'm Joe? such a gamer TM. I'm such a gamer boy. <laughs> such a gamer. <laughs> gamer. G-A-Y-M-E-R. Oh, yeah. Big Y. Uh... <laughs> gamer with a capital Y. Oh, yeah. Uh, this fucking episode. <laughs> anyway, um... So yeah, Grimgar is basically D&D too, but the you start from level one, which is fine, I guess. Not as good as Overlord, but I mean, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to talk about Grimgar without going into spoilers because I've read the novels, the novels are really good, and the anime doesn't really cover much, but the rest of Grimgar is really interesting. It's a very... Hmm diverse world with lots of different um landscapes that you can adventure in you know i just love um fantasy rpgs in general like games and i guess i guess that is only games uh so um like something an anime that is also basically uh a story of an rpg i love too and there's a lot of places you can explore in uh, Grimgar, a lot of different, uh, very different uh, settings. And yeah, I mean, also it'd be just fun to start an adventuring career from being a noob to being the best, even though everyone, all the characters in Grimgar are really shit at everything. You know, I <laughs> would be the prodigy because, wow. I mean, obviously. Because you're the true Humble gamer. Much? Yeah, I'm a true gamer. <laughs> oh no! Uh, oh, the only problem with Grimgar is that you lose your memories. You know that is true. That you is lose your that is a big problem. That's uh, okay. That's okay. You're on like those beta cucks. You'll remember. <laughs> exactly. I'll just write everything down, and then like when I go there, I'll just read it. You know, just I, I cheat the say- system. I will say that the sort of tragedy of Grimgar is that if you only know Grimgar through the anime, the anime didn't really do the setting justice because you never got to see a whole lot of it. Yeah. There's a, there's a whole lot out there. Definitely read the novels. Yeah. A whole new so I mean, That's That's the oh, biggest, yeah. Yeah, a whole new <laughs> But yeah, that, that's the, like if if you watched the anime, the Grimgar anime adaptation, and you thought this is kind of cool, but uh, there doesn't seem to be a lot here. I mean, you're not wrong, but give the light novels a try; they're not that bad, and it it 
it delves into the setting a lot. Every but, all the different places that they go to. But but I can't read. That's unfortunate. That sounds like a you problem. Another cool mm. thing about Grimgar that's different from a lot of uh, shows of its kind is that it really focuses on teamwork. Like, there's no, like, solo mm. gamers that, like, go out by themselves and, like, kill everything by themselves. Like, you need a party of diversified professions to, you know, yeah. kill the monsters and survive. So... You know, I the love. The story makes yeah. a point of showing that if people who go out and try and do it on their own always die. Yeah, I love mechanics like that. I'm a nerd for those kind of mechanics, um, so that would be fun. All right. Well, uh, moving on. So the second one I want to talk about is a world I would love not just to, to visit. I want to fucking live in it. And I don't think it was ever given a name in the anime. If it was, I don't I don't remember what it was. But it's the world of interspecies reviewers. Why? One simple reason, my friend. Guilt-free casual sex. <laughs> That's it. That's the whole reason. I mean, the Monster Girls are a plus, too. But Which brothel would you go to first? First, that's a good question. Um, oh, Ooh, I put you on the spot, <laughs> didn't I? Ooh. You did. You did. I, lo- I I love the one where they do the the gender bent, the gender. Oh bent God! Oh, <laughs> why would you say that? <laughs> would you go with uh with who would you be your first uh, <clears throat> prostitute? Species. <laughs> well. I'd have to say, if I have to assume, because there seems to be every single monster girl imaginable in the interspecies reviewers universe. No, no, I'd pick from the show. Like, pick from the show. Pick from the show. Don't, don't, well, did, don't cheat. Did they go. They. I don't know if they ever went to one specifically, but I know they mentioned it being one that there's a like a cat girl slash cat boy brothel. Wow, I would definitely hit so up that basic. First. So no, basic. I know what it's a basic, basic bitch. But fuck you. Um, I also. The fairy, the fairy one strikes me as something that would be fun. Really? <laughs> Shut you, you up! Sh- you you strike me as someone who is weird enough to go for the cyclop one. The cyclops? <laughs> I'd do it. With the fucking big eyes. That was the weirdest shit ever. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Hey, it was weird, but fuck you. <laughs> like not to kink, sh- not not to kink shame anyone, but who the fuck gets off on licking their eyeballs? What was that about, dude? That's a real kink. Nah. What? No, I'm serious. It. It's a real thing. Like it's a real fetish. Nah. That doesn't sound Eyeballs? healthy. I swear. I <laughs> swear it is. Natai, uh-huh. one day we're gonna have to make you not so uh, naive. How? Wouldn't you it's, just like uh, wow. injure the no. eye? How can you lick someone's eye? I'm telling you, it's a real fucking thing. It's called cannibalism, Alex, and that is not legal. No, no. Well, cannibalism is a real no, no, thing no. too. Because show in the sh- in in the anime, the whole point is that these cyclops have big ass eyes, like like a single eye. So it's yeah, big the, enough. And for the you bigger to lick the them. eye, the more desirable they are. For some an inexplicable reason, I don't know what the fuck is up with that. You don't want those nah, animal just... eyes. <laughs> big beautiful yeah. animal eyes. That's, Ooh. Why would you want that, Natai? No thanks. <laughs> I prefer my girls with two eyes. Thank you very much. Wow. Also, the bird girl brothel. I'd go to that one. Oh, what? Ugh. Fuck you. I mean, that's pretty basic. You just too. you you just want to watch them like hatch some eggs. You fucking pervert. Shut up, Natai. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will say it's a phrase I've been saying more and more often lately. I'm not a furry, but. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I, I've done it with BNA. I've done it with B stars. I've done it with. You're building reviews. quite the extensive case, you know. It's. Not... I am not a furry. I love cat girls, though. But no, I mean they even point this out in the uh, in the anime about how the cool thing about their world is like you don't have to worry about unwanted pregnancies or STDs. They have magic to get rid of those things. What a great world that would be. Honestly, if if I would have picked that that world to go to, I would have just went to that uh, that like magician's brothel where it's, you pay for a weekend with her and that's it. It's just chill and wholesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's something to be said for the girlfriend experience. Anyway. I, I love Dinner Species Reviewers. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's pretty good. Anyway, I love to go to Itamori from Your Name. It also hopes it's a real place to some extent. Not, I, I'm not sure it's like, like specifically that town is like real, but I, that whole region for, uh, is just yeah. a place I really want to go visit because A, it looks absolutely gorgeous. Although maybe real life isn't as striking as Shinkai's movie, but anyway. Um, yeah, it just looks like a really chill place to just relax and experience a different type of culture from what I know. Because that whole that whole dance that they do, like and Mitsu and her sister, like again, that's part of their culture in that village. And I looked up. It oh, was you mean ages. you mean the the sake thing? Yeah, where they like well, they like eat the rice and then that whole. Thing. I think like, we spit into it. Mm-hmm. I think we know why Nitai wants to go to eat tomorrow. Yeah, yeah you want <sighs> you want to swap spit with some animu girl, right? Anyway, <laughs> seems like a really chill place that I'd love to go and just you know, like I love hiking and you know going to mountains and stuff. So that also seems like a really cool setting to go and travel and discover. You know, yeah, connect never... to nature. I've never been to northern Japan. Uh, I've never been to Japan, the, period. Well, me either. But um, <laughs> from all the... I mean, like you say, I think uh, Makoto Shinkai's movies have a way of drawing beauty out of you know rather mundane things. Just look at the food in his movies. Um, uh, now but, I'm hungry. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I think I've seen enough pictures of places from northern Japan, particularly Hokkaido, to know that... It's probably about as pretty as you see it in your name. Well, there you go. I want to go. <laughs> so, Nitai, what... I mean, I want to go to Japan for many reasons, but... Oh. Mostly the cat cafes. Yes, the so cat girl we... cafes are a plus. So, Shall Nitai, were you about to ask something? Yes. What would you do uh, if you woke up with boobs? <laughs> I mean... Waka 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 waka. I I watched the movie. I know what I need to do. It's pretty obvious. Uh, you watch the movie, then you know you need to do it multiple times. Listen, I know what I'm, I'm listening. Doing. I I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. Of course. I'm ready. I'm ready for every situation that might come my way. Oh, oh, are you? Oh. All right. So would you would you want to like live there or just visit? I think I'd, I'd like to live there. Yeah. Sounds like a okay. Cool change right. of scenery and environment Sh- and all that. <laughs> Show you want to talk about the most generically named place ever? You mean the Empire? From I don't even I don't even need to say where it's from because wait, everybody is it the knows. Empire from a galaxy far, oh, wait, far you mean away? The Empire, the Empire, capital T, capital E, Empire from Akame Gakko. If you didn't know, but obviously you knew. Um... Yeah, there's clearly a pattern of me wanting to go to fantasy places where I will probably die. Uh, But it's okay, because I'm willing to die as long as I go out fighting 
for my country? Question mark. Anyway, don't don't lie. The only reason you want to go to this place is to be strangled by his death. Oh yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, when I was watching slash reading a comic got kill. I was so into it. I loved the setting. It was so interesting. Um, they didn't really go too deep in it, but like the little splashes I saw here and there uh, was really cool. You know, I liked the the landscape. I don't know. It was like a like a there was like uh, mountains and forests and all these different magical. Uh, you know, wildernesses that you, like, go out to and you fight through and you get these magical items. And I really loved the way that they balanced the magical items. Like, there were some items that made, like, huge, crazy magical effects, like Estet's ice blasts. And there were some items that were had very minor effects, but they were very powerful, like Akame's sword that if you sliced anyone, they would die. So I thought it was really cool. <laughs> What? When you slice someone, they die, huh? Oh, people die when they are killed. People die when they are killed, huh? Oh my god! (laughs) But like, like if you just like nick it, then you die. Um, Sure. So wait, like even if you just you know touch it like the side of it, no, it has to draw blood. If it if it nicks you, you die. It's like it's like poison or that'd be a very that'd be a that would be a very powerful sword. If just basically by touching it anywhere, you just instantly die. Touch me, how daddy. would you wield it <laughs> touch me daddy no, I'm, I'm assuming that if you're the wielder you got some kind of power that wards it off or you wear some kind of like negating so. gloves or something I don't know it's a magic world sure sure anyways um... it's a magic world where the capital is called the empire <laughs> obviously the author didn't give a shit yeah the author didn't wow. give too much of a shit it was for a really well thought out show except for the ending okay <laughs> I was going to say, how about that ending show? We don't talk about that. Um, also, I'd like to say the author was clever enough to come up with like really creative names for the characters and then calls the setting The Empire. Wait, what are the creative names? I, I, I've, never, I've never seen another anime character named Esdeath. That's true. I don't know where he, he came up with that name. But, I mean, the other names are just generic Japanese names. Anyways, um, yeah, like, also, just like, just like how I said the um I really like the weapons they use and I find them balanced. Um the yeah. fights were really cool because I thought the weapons were uh balanced in that way. So that was a lot of fun. Plus the fight scenes were really well drawn in the manga. So listen, I just wanna go out in a blaze, you know, <laughs> kill everyone and then die myself. That's my perfect death. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I I want to go somewhere that is not, or well, it was violent, but now it's not violent at all. So, I would love, I think, to live in the world of Telesis, which I think it was only ever said once in the anime. So I, I forgive you if you haven't, if you didn't remember it, because I had to go look it up too. Um, but that is the continent where Violet Evergarden takes place. I I love Violet Evergarden. It's I still I've talked in the tie about this. It's probably my in my opinion it's the best anime that came out in the 2010s um bold claim right there. it is a bold claim but i stand by it um and i just love the whole aesthetic of it the whole like it, it, it looks so much like a european 
country after like or like right at the turn of the 20th century and i fucking love that whole aesthetic that whole old world charm that it has where like it's got you know uh wrought iron fences around everything and the the stoneworks that all the buildings are made out of and how it's just starting to get like this it's at the very beginning of a technological revolution. So you're starting to get things like radio and television and things like that. So it just seems like a really interesting world to live in where you're it's right after a a massive war happened and there's a lot of displaced people and they're all coming back home. And you're also right at the cusp of a technological revolution. It just seems like a really fun place to live. What the hell is so funny? I was just imagining you in an auto-memory doll uniform. <laughs> hey, I would rock that shit like it's my Sunday best. Sure. It was a funny image. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time I've worn women's clothes. <laughs> Excuse me? But uh, yeah, that, that whole setting is like really fucking great. It, like, it is. It, it, it feels grounded, like... Even though there's, like, a lot of weird shit about it. Like, to some extent, like, the observatory that they go to is, like, a bit exact. Like, it's a bit uh, fantastical, you could say. But everything is still, like, it is grounded reality to some extent. Uh, yeah. I mean, just... minus Violet's hands. Uh, again, they do try to sort of ground it in reality. Yeah. It is how I... Because, I mean... There obviously are prosthetic hands that exist now, but they're not anywhere near as complex as what she's using. But I think one day we might have prosthetic hands that can do all that. So, I mean, in that sense, it's grounded in reality. Yeah, it's a really cool setting. It just seems like a really great place to be. And there's, because it's the anime is done by uh, Kyoto Animation, some gorgeous scenery. Hmm. Yeah, that like house by the lake that the that the like composer has that that mm. boy That's... that would be my house. Yeah, <laughs> I'd walk in and I'd say how much. Yeah, it's the the setting of Violet Evergarden. It, it it's fucking great. It's got a great aesthetic, and I just love it. It'd be it looks like a very peaceful place to live, and cry a lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got this letter. <laughs> 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 uh. All right, Natai. Oh boy! Uh, another a, real quite, place. Another real place, but in quite the contrast, um, this is not a chill place to be. Uh, so Kekai Sensen, or rather Blood Blockade Battlefront, because of course that's how they translated it, um, is a really dope show, really stylish, really fun, really energetic, and just really just mm, it's balls to the walls. And the whole premise of the show is pretty much uh, sort of like a. Uh, like sort of a parallel world of aliens and stuff made contact with New York City and through several several events uh, New York City is just sort of engulfed in that culture of like aliens so you pretty much have this like weird just weird city and it's still New York with all of its like things that I love about it and like all the things that make it like a really crazy place mixed in with this like alien culture that sort of merged into like the existing culture of New York itself. And it just like, and again, it's, it, it feels like a character in itself, New York in the show, at least. 
and you see whether it's like diners that that aliens are like the cooks and they make this weird ham- hamburgers in or it's the like different like uh, mo- uh, mo- like the underworld part of New York where you have like underground fightings and mobsters and all that and amongst all of this like fantastical elements it still feels very much like New York and it's just a really fun setting honestly I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to live there because I would probably die because some giant alien just stomped on me for some reason. But visiting there just for shits and giggles, yeah, I'd be down for that. It's just a really fun, energetic setting that's just really, really cool. I really dig that whole show's aesthetic, especially the city itself. Honestly, everything you just said is pretty much like how New York is now. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So you could literally go to New York right now and get the exact same experience. I mean, I don't know if right now, considering the lockdown and all of that, but sure. I've, I've never seen Kekazenzen, so I can't say anything it's, else. I mean, it's a really... if I were to pick New York for something I have seen, though, mm. I would say Bacano. Yeah, I, at first I wanted to talk about Bacano, but then I thought, no, nah, I want to talk about something even crazier. And Kekazenzen is just a... That, that whole depiction of New York is really, really great. I uh, would highly recommend if anyone's interested in giving it a shot. It's a really fun show. All right. Uh, uh, show, what do you got for your last one you want to talk about? Oh, God. Oh, God. The most basic choice. Also a classic. Sword Art Online. Uh, the first Ugh. core of the first season, I'm Crad, is I'm where Crad. I will be sent to. Because uh, I'm a capital Y gamer. <laughs> but... Um, you know, the only problem with Sword Art Online, okay, there's multiple problems with Sword Art Online, but <laughs> yeah, there's more than there's way more than one problem. The with Sword problems Art with Sword Art Online is that there's no magic, so there's no much, not like you can't do any fun things. It's just like all you have is a sword. You can't even use like a a, a longbow. No, you have to use a sword. Not even a bow. Yeah, just, sword. just a sword. I'm like, mm. I guess. I'll deal with it, you know. Also, but, I but, love. But, but if you're if you're special, you can you can use two two swords. <gasps> oh two my god! Ones. What a twist! That is so crazy! Oh my god! Um, but yeah, I love the drama of being like, oh, you know, you die in the game, you die die in real life. You know, so much gossip to have, so much uh drama to have, um. And honestly, Sword Art Online feels like a really old school MMO, like RuneScape, where like it's very limited um, in what you can do. So you just have to like swing your sword out a tree for like ten hours, and then you can finally level up. And then you like just you know, I love grinding, you know, in all of the senses of the word. So, uh. <laughs> so I would love to grind in Sword Art Online, especially if Kirito was also there. Cause oh my god. <laughs> Listen, the the possibilities are. Can I disown you? (laughs) I didn't know I was owned by you, honey. Oh, God. Wow. Show is just looking for that edge. Oh, yeah. So edgy. I'm the blackest swordsman. Dude, did you see his sword? That's fucking guts. Shut your fucking mouth. What'd you say, Nitai? I said, did you see his sword? It's quite edgy. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) He can swing that sword. My way, anytime. Oh my god! Can we move on? <laughs> if you must, uh, we must. If you're able. Oh, I'm able. 
All right, so the last one I want to talk about. Hi, mom. About... I'm disabled. No, sorry. I'm so sorry. Wow, <laughs> we're gonna fucking get canceled. Oh, <laughs> so I. The last one I want to talk about, I actually want to talk about two places really quick. They're both from Spice and Wolf. Because, um, you know, Spice and Wolf is, number one, it's one of my favorite things ever. Um, you don't say. I, it, you do, yeah, it's amazing. I've spent so much money on this shit. I, it better be my favorite thing ever. Um, but I love the whole thing where it, it takes place in this sort of uh, stand-in for medieval Europe. And it plays that part really well with a lot of the different towns and villages that uh, Holo and Lawrence visit throughout their journey. Um, I was originally going to talk just about Cumberson, mostly because they have a like a town culture or a city culture that's very Celtic-like, and it's a culture that I was kind of raised in myself, so I, I really, really like it as a place to live. Um, I mean, in terms of how it's done in the story um a little creepy town of a town to live in because everyone seems to be like have a fucking secret but that's neither here nor there um i actually just i really like the culture of that town the other one i really wanted to talk about though is uh pazio which is essentially uh spice and wolf's version of the city of florence in italy <laughs> Um, it's a trading town that happens to be on a river, so it also is also a port of call for a lot of people that are going further inland. Um, and it's like a bustling metropolis that's a hub of trade, and it's just there's always something going on there, and it's it's really cool, and it's portrayed very much like um, a medieval port city was actually like back in the day where there's all these different marketplaces and uh public squares where people are congregating and doing their own thing and it it just it was really well fleshed out in both the anime and the light novels and it just seems like a really cool place to be it's a just giant hub of activity in a medieval world that's it that's all i got i know neither of you give a shit about spice and wolf but have you been vaccinated for your yeast infection because you're, uh, you're gonna need that if you're going to spice on the world. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like if I'm going back to a medieval world, I'm gonna need vaccinations for more than one thing. Just right. saying. <laughs> anyway, that's all I got from the last one. So, Natai, wrap us up. What do you got for your last one you want to go visit? So we all watch Konosuba, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. I, I got. I got only one thing to say. They don't have bras. <laughs> Natai, why do you need a bra when the best girl's flat? Dude, I'm not into like underage girls. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you don't know what the uh the age of consent is in Konosuba's world. I'm not gonna try and, f- and find that out. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean, you make a good point though. Uh, no one in that world wears a bra. Those women, those girls' backs got to be hurting like a motherfucker. Dude, you see that fucking what, what was the the like, like the cashier or like the bar the bar? Oh, owner. the guild girl. The guild girl, exactly. Like, dude, like what? I feel okay, like she, she has a name, but I can't remember what it is. I don't know if it was ever stated, honestly. I think it's probably stated in the light novels. I just don't remember what it is. <sighs> who reads? But anyway, <laughs> who reads? What about Wiz? <laughs> Well, there you go. Like, or, I don't even Union. need to explain myself. See, I don't even need to explain myself. 
<laughs> they all got these giant tits and they just boing, boing, boing. See, I, I don't even need to explain myself at all. It just, there you go. No, Konosuba. N- nothing else need be said. It's it's Konosuba. I mean, who wouldn't want to live there? I, I would say uh, we might talk about this on a future episode, but I would definitely want to have uh, super steel ability. In all honesty, though, like it's like like one of the joke, like one of the go- ongoing jokes in the show is how much Kazuma is like frustrated of how like shitty this world is, but it is kind of like a, as a whole, like a really peaceful place to be in, with all of its like stupid people that live in there. But so yeah, it just it's like a really chill place. Yeah, I you mean, can hunt cabbages, dude. <laughs> I mean, I love cabbage. Cabbage is delicious. I don't. I'm a fuck him up. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, if you're gonna hunt them, at least let me eat them. You monster! I am a monster. Just shredding those cabbages. Shredding cabbages, like I shredded your mom last night. I mean, what? <laughs> so funny. Oh, <laughs> I know that was shitty. Whoa. I hate, I hate doing this on an absolutely shitty joke, but I we Look do at have that, to end it. Damn, down. our our comedy tonight is just top notch i know right it's like it's like someone made us all 50 years old and all we've been doing is sprouting dad jokes i know you're some you're you're a dad to someone alex i mean you can call me daddy anytime you want no, thank you all okay, there for okay. dropping in to listen to us check the description below to find links to anime club after dark on twitch on social media and on discord check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well any purchases you make there do really help us out. And with that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, everybody. Sometimes there are like these moments in life where I'll just look at the situation. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, what have, what have I done? Where did I go wrong? Was tonight one of those nights? Do I need to answer that? Hey, it could have been worse. <laughs> Come on!